Soaring in from high above Eastern Michigan University, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your host, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. goes through a hoop no it's not alex jewel's hand on halloween it's basketball season we get ready here on the eastern insider podcast i'm greg steiner i'm alex jewel a quick jam-packed edition on this eastern insider we have uh, crammed as much as you can enjoy to get you ready for thanksgiving this is like a feast of anyone you can talk to mac championships galore basketball starting uh soccer heading advancing in the tournament all good things it's all great things we we've had a fantastic weekend leading into another fantastic week here at eastern greg of course we have to start out the show giving a shout out to john goodrich and sue parks of course the men's and women's cross-country team bringing home mac championships number 148 and 149 of course since 1973 that's by far the most in the mid-american conference and of course those two both bringing home mac coach of the year yet again uh just a spectacular weekend in DeKalb for them and as you said it's basketball season getting underway tomorrow we're going to be up in East Lansing as the women's hoop squad will take on nationally ranked Michigan State and of course square off with Susie Merchant who I know was here during your t- during some of your time here at Eastern and she was uh, the first head coach I worked with actually wow well look at that that we're not going to date Greg at all you can look that up for yourself but it's an exciting week and of course soccer we've got to give them a shout out going on the road to Ball State taking out the number two seed uh and the in the MAC tournament, they're advancing. They're going to play Friday night at 7 p.m. against Ohio in the semis. Hopefully, they'll be bringing home a MAC championship trophy on Sunday as well. That'll be in Bowling Green, so not a far trip for you to make it down. In this broadcast, we also catch up with uh, Rob Murphy to, to get his thoughts on the upcoming campaign, which opens up Friday morning, 9.45 a.m. That's right, 9.45 a.m., breakfast with the Eagles. It'll also be breakfast with Tom Helmer and myself on ESPN+. Plus. You can turn those games on at work or Anywhere you might be still maybe in bed, possibly Take day off of work. Get out to Eastern Michigan, the Convocation Center, a double header of basketball action. Greg, a double header. That's a jam packed day, just like it's a jam packed day on the show. Like you said, we've got you coming up with Coach Murphy. I sat down with Coach Castro. We talked to two Eastern Michigan soccer student athletes, and we've got to sit down with John Goodrich and Sue Parks. I think this might be the most packed day we've ever had on the show. What do you say? Should we get out of here and let the listeners uh, take it from here? Yeah, all, we're all good. Back to normal festivities, plus Maction resumes next week. But all that next week on the Eastern Insider Podcast. And still, keep listening. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. It's a special day because we're almost ready for basketball season. The women's team gets underway tomorrow with a trip to East Lansing to face off against the Spartans and a, and a former Eastern Michigan head coach, Susie Merchant, who's built a good program there. But we've got Fred Castro here, the head coach of the Eagles today. And I know he's very excited about uh, the potential of the upcoming season. Coach, how good does it feel to know that tomorrow you'll be on the court for real? 
Yeah, no, finally exciting to play somebody other than ourselves. You know, we try and use scout team and we try and be creative and, you know, uh, play scrimmages and things of that nature. But there's nothing quite like uh, playing a true opponent and uh, really getting a game one under your belt. You've talked to me a little bit about the importance of playing a team like Michigan State, who right now at the, in the AP poll sits at number 17. Of course, they're, they've got some really talented players across the board. But that's something that you look forward to, to see your team go up against talented players like that, isn't it? Yeah, no question. I mean, Susie's done a great job at Michigan State building a, a nationally recognized program. And, uh, you know, I think it's something that our players look forward to. It's something that we talk about within the recruiting process. Hey, we're going to go. Uh, play some of the best in the country and we're going to find out where we stack up and uh, you know it's a great way to really find out who you are where you where you currently sit where you need to improve to get better and more so than anything uh, prepares you for Mac play when you look at some of your players that you've got uh, both returning but some of the new players this year as well give us a little bit about uh, someone like a Jenna Anna Carico or, or Corian, who of course was named to the preseason all Mac team uh, or Courtney Lewis. I know those are important players for you, but then also uh, someone like Aaliyah Stanley, who I know you're really high on and she might be getting the starting nod tomorrow from what I hear. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned because Jenna, Jenna, although she's a sophomore, she started every game last year and got a ton of minutes. And uh, by the end of the season, she was playing at a really, really high level. Uh, both Courtney and Yanni have played a lot of basketball, even though neither of them are seniors. Uh, they've got a, a lot of experience. Um, and, and Courtney, like Jenna, uh, was a fantastic, fantastic freshman and just built on that freshman year last year. Um, so it's it's exciting to see their growth and their maturity and yet and still have, you know, another freshman like Aaliyah come in. And, uh, you know, she was highly touted and uh, a, a point of emphasis for us recruiting wise. And now that she's here, I think a lot of people are going to understand why uh, we recruited her the way we did. Yeah. Another one of those newcomers, too, who I know we might not see, but also has made a big impact. And I know you're really excited about Sonara Skeins. Talk about her, because it's not often that you get a player that comes to the program as a transfer that has already put in an incredible season of work. Of course, last year at FIU uh, on the all freshman team in Conference USA, led the team in rebounding a consistent point scorer. Mm -hmm. How much is it nice to have someone like that on the court that's really pushing, pushing the rest of the girls to be better? Yeah. And it, that's, I think that's, you hit the nail on the head. Um, Sonera's really helped Courtney and Nat this year uh, in practice because she is such a tough matchup. She is such a dynamic player. I don't know that we've never had a player like her in terms of her skill set and her tenacity getting to the uh, offensive and defensive glass. So it's really helped Courtney and Nat. Uh, Courtney's defense in the past four weeks has just taken a completely different level uh, in improvement. And a lot of that has to do with her daily battles with Sonera. Yeah, we had Courtney mic'd up at practice today, and uh, she not only provided some very uh, comical moments as well, but something I noticed is that she's taken a, a really big step into a big leadership role for you guys. You've got to love seeing her not only taking her game to the next level, but being that kind of um, person to the new players, to some of her younger teammates that will go over to them and, and give them that motivation, give them the criticism when it's needed, but also be the first person to put her arm around their players and say, 
this is the, you did a great job or, or this is how we need to improve. But what does that mean to you when you as a coach can almost step back and watch players do that for themselves? That's exactly right. And it's something that we've never had here. And, you know, they're on year three and and Courtney has the respect of all her teammates. And she's been in this role uh, since the beginning of summer. I mean, she started uh, doing leading this way. Uh, in the weight room and when we're doing conditioning and when we're doing individuals. Uh, so it's it's something that you could tell she was ready to do. What's great about it is that she's not the only one doing it. You have people like Autumn Hudson, who is now taking a leadership role. And then Jenna and Yanni just are natural leaders in many ways. So uh, the fact that we aren't just relying upon one or two people uh, I think bodes well for us. Yeah, and Autumn Hudson, someone I definitely wanted to ask you about because she's not only improved her game immensely, but when you look at last year, every year you've been here, the rebounding has gotten significantly better. Last year, your team puts up just shy of 2,000 rebounds on the season, and, and the leader in that group was Autumn. She's certainly uh, gotten more athletic as the year has gone on this year. Um, I know you're excited to see that, but how nice is it to have someone down low that's going to be able to provide that much athleticism? And then talk about KJ as well, because I know those two provide some good battles for each other and have really made each other better. Yeah. And, and I think the other person that we're missing is Rajon. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, to me, they're a three headed monster. And, you know, I love how they they challenged themselves this summer. They were all here this summer. They worked incredibly hard to get their bodies right uh, so that they could use their experience um, on the court. You know, it, it's, it's twofold. You gotta be, you gotta know what you're doing, but then your body has to be able to allow you to get there. And you really see their experience now starting to come, you know, put it together, if you will. And, uh, you know, autumn size is very unique at this level a true six, six post player, uh, that is strong as physical and has good feet. And KJ is no slouch either, you know? So, uh, and then you add an interesting person like Rajon with her skill set being a little bit different, but yet, and still, you know, her athleticism creates a big matchup problem. So we're really excited about all three of them. When I look at the roster this year, the returning production writing game notes this week, I look at the roster and think to myself, one of the areas that I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're really going to have kind of a step up in this year is the depth that this team offers. I think uh, this year, you just talk about how nice it's going to be to not only have a, someone like a Jenner or Lee on the court, but then be able to go to your bench, um, to an Italian Pineda, uh, to a Kier off the bench, that kind of thing. How nice is it when really you can have a great starting five in there, but then when you put in the next group, it's not much of a drop off, is it? Yeah. And it's, it's what we've, you know, we've been building towards this and, and obviously it takes time because we want to play fast on both sides of the court. But in order to do that, you have to have really good players and you have to have more than five. And, uh, you know, somebody that we haven't had a chance to talk about much is Juanita Augusto, who was starting last year as a, as a sophomore and unfortunately got injured. Uh, and now she's, uh, starting to get healthy and really, uh, coming along nicely. So, uh, the depth I think is going to be something that once we get to back play, you're really going to see how, um, we can wear teams down and our style of play, uh, really starts to wear on people. And, and it's just good for our chemistry. You know, we're going, our first five against our second five is a great battle. 
and yep. they get at each other every day. And, and that, to me, that's the best way for us to improve on a daily basis. Coach, I know it's a, a tough question to answer because you don't have a game under your belt, but what's the goal for this season uh, for your team? Yeah, I think uh, my answer to that is to maintain stay process oriented, you know, continue to get better, continue to work every day. I think we have a really talented group. I think uh, if we can stay healthy and we can keep growing, um, I, I see no limits for this team, both in non-conference and non-conference play. Um, so what I would say is uh, you're going to see a team probably play tomorrow. Uh, what I want to see is a month from now, how much better can we be both collectively and individually? Because if we take the proper steps, I think we're going to be one of the most exciting teams to watch all year long. Well, there he is, ladies and gentlemen, the fourth year head coach of the MU women's basketball team. His squad will be on the road tomorrow against Michigan State. If you can't make it, it's available on BTN Plus and, of course, right here on WEMU 89.1. And, of course, uh, with the home schedule opening up Friday and a doubleheader, Make sure you call our ticket office at 734-487-3669 and come out and see what I know Coach will say is going to be a really exciting, fast, and fun brand of basketball. Is that right, Coach? That's exactly right. Well, Coach, we wish you the best of luck tomorrow night, and we'll look forward to seeing you on Friday. Thank you. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Eves of the basketball season upon us, about to enter his ninth year as the head bench boss at Eastern Michigan. Rob Murphy joins me for the Eastern Insider Podcast. Year nine. Does it seem like it's about to be year nine? It doesn't, Greg. It's blown by, uh, but I'm extremely excited. It feels like year one for me, uh, and I'm ready to get going. Biggest change this year, certainly a lot of guys from last year that people were so familiar with, the James Thompson's, the Elijah Minnie's, the Paul Jackson of the world. Those guys are gone. So new faces. What's the been the biggest challenge for you this year versus last year? Uh, when you have a lot of new faces and we have 10, uh, just implementing your system. Uh, guys understanding the culture, uh, you know, the base defense is our zone defense. So it's a lot of uh, intricacies in our zone. So it's been tough for them to learn, but they've kind of picked up the concepts. Uh the best thing about this group is, is they've bought in and they're working extremely hard. Uh, we have a lot of leaders, uh, a lot of new faces, but all of them are hard, high character kids and they've bought into everything we're teaching. I know last year you had a lot of alpha males and when they're together, sometimes things didn't always go the way you hoped. How much easier is it so far for you as a coach to be able to lead a group like this this year not saying last year was bad but just different personality wise yeah well for us I mean anytime you have high character guys uh you have some form of leadership built into your program and I think these guys all uh collectively care for each other they love one another uh, and they're playing for each other uh they work extremely hard they're sound academically uh so when you have less distractions and, and more togetherness uh things seem to just flow a little bit smoother Elijah Minnie was one of the stars that people looked to last year, along with, with some of the other guys we already talked about. But this year, a, a group led by Abubakar and, of course, Ty Gross, 
What have you seen out of those two? Yeah, with those two guys in particular, they have the most uh, experience. They've been through the wars. Uh, I think Bubakar and Ty both uh, have been waiting for this opportunity uh, for those three guys that you mentioned, the alpha males, to get kind of out the way. Um, so they've uh, relished at the opportunity. Uh, Bubakar has done an unbelievable job all summer of continuing to get better. I think Ty Gross' confidence uh, is on a high level right now. Um, and just collectively, uh, this new unit of players, uh, are talented. Uh, they have high basketball IQs, and I'm excited uh, to coach them every day. Who's kind of stood at you so far out of the group of 10 newcomers that you have? Uh, well, Yatesen uh, Monetero has been really good. Uh, Noah Morgan has been impressive. Uh, Thomas Benelli can really shoot the basketball. Uh, Darion Spotsville has done a really, really good job of running our team. And then collectively, uh, we've continued to get better. Uh, I think the surprise of the offseason and, and here in the preseason has been Jalen King. Uh, he, he's made a huge jump uh, from last year defensively. He's blocking shots. He's able to finish inside. Uh, so we have a, a two-headed monster at center this year, believe it or not. Uh, and we're excited about uh, where we're headed. When you're running the zone, of course, length so much uh, of a big thing teams desire. You've lost some height but you may have picked up some speed. Uh, well, for us, uh, I, I preach and teach to these guys to, uh, you know, follow our three E's. That's energy, effort, and execution. Uh, they have to, you know, have the desire to want to do it, find the passion in themselves uh, to want to compete at a high level. Um, but our zone, uh, you know, it's it's clicking. Uh, we had two, uh, you know, close scrimmages against Division One teams, which we uh, did a really, really good job of executing on both ends of the floor. Uh, we've continued to improve uh, Day in and day out uh, through film session and through hard work at practice. So uh, I'm extremely excited, Greg. Uh, I know we have 10 new faces and, uh, and only three uh, guys returning, uh, but these 13 guys, and if you talk about the walk-on, 16 guys uh, that practice and compete every day, they're together. And again, they care about each other. They love one another. Uh, and we're really doing some really good things. Preseason polls are just that. People prognosticating that, that aren't he, with you each and every day. But if you look over your eight seasons, you've always found a way when people count you out to, to prove those doubters wrong. What do you, what do you say to those folks going into this year? Uh, well, we're self-motivated, uh, you know, and we have a culture here and we've built a program. Uh, so if people don't really understand uh, what you have on your, your roster and, and they look at what you lose, um, you know, those predictions are a, lo a lot of times uh, inaccurate um, for us. Uh, you know, we have a really good program here. Uh, we do a, a phenomenal job recruiting. Uh, my staff does a, a phenomenal job in preparing these guys each and every day. Uh, so we'll be a lot better um, just because our chemistry and synergy will be better. But for me to be going into year nine and pick last in the MAC, I would would say it's a disappointment because it's consistently off the board uh, on uh, around the country and, and, and on the board from from everybody who's writing about this. Um, I'm self motivated. I'm determined, uh, committed. Uh, each and every day uh, to compete for a MAC title. Uh, so we'll be in good shape. Uh, we were picked one last year on our side, and we didn't do so well. But the day, uh, the year before, we were picked eighth or ninth, and we finished third. So uh, each and every year, we're going to compete at a high level, and we'll be in, in a great position to compete for a, a MAC title by the end of the season. 
Friday morning, 945 tip as Siena Heights comes to town, an opportunity that everybody enjoys because it's education day. The stands will be packed. Uh, how much energy and juice, one, does it give you for season opener, but two, just to have that kind of motivation and support behind you? Yeah, well, we're so appreciative that we continue to have this as our season opener each and every year. Administration uh, continues to uh, back us. Uh, Washington County and, and Wayne County continue uh, to buy in with, with their schools and to, to bust their kids here and and bring a lot of energy uh, to our, our building, which is great. Uh, and it'll be good for our, 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 our new guys to uh, see a, a building uh, w- with some energy uh, and, and then give the kids a good show. We're continuing to uh, build our brand and sell Eastern Michigan basketball with hopes we can continue to uh, to get more fans each and every year. And I think this year being uh, that the position we're in with, with, with 13 uh, new guys uh, as a unit uh, and to be able to play in front of maybe three or 4,000 and children that deserve to see uh, a good game and, and probably their first or second time on a college campus is always great. Murph, appreciate your time. Look forward to, to Friday. And then after that, uh, Tuesday against Goshen, we'll catch up with you next week when I want to talk more about your book as well. All right. Sounds good, Greg. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. We're lucky to be joined by two student athletes now, Sabrina McNeil and Chelsea Abbott, members of the EMU soccer team that's coming off of a massive opening round MAC tournament win against Ball State. They traveled down to Muncie, took out the two seed. Rumor on the street is that it's some sort of upset, but I know you guys don't see it that way, do you? No, I do not see it that way at all. Absolutely not, yeah. So tell me about uh, tell me about the game. What's going through your head now? You face a, a really good Ball State team. I know talking to Alexis, uh, who's also in on this interview, that you guys uh, thought after the regular season matchup that they were definitely a team you could beat. Sabrina, did you know that going into the game? And, and what was really executed well, able to take out the Cardinals? Um, we just had a really good game plan set into place. And we definitely took the game that we played them earlier in the season. And we took some things from that. And um, we just had a really good mindset going into the game and we prepared ourselves and we all executed the game plan very well, which led to our win. And take us through your free kick right at the beginning in the first half. Um, Yeah. So me and Nicole Remedios were on the ball. Um, Usually me and her are set up on the ball for most of the free kicks, especially around the box. And their goalie set up the wall just so it was perfect for a left foot in swinger. So she, I told Nicole I was going to take it and I was just in my head telling myself like low and hard, low and hard. And as I got up to the ball, I kept my knee over it and I placed it like really closely to the crossbar right in the bottom left corner. Chelsea didn't start uh, off the season as a starting goalkeeper, but you've worked your way into that role. I know Coach Hall always has said that he wants a goalie who makes the saves that she's supposed to make and then makes one or two a game that she's not supposed to make. You certainly did that against Ball State. What's been the key to your success? Definitely just implementing everything we've been working on at practice. I know, like, personally, every time I step on the field, I play as if it's my last time. I do everything I can. So it's definitely exciting being in the goal after working towards it for so long. Sabrina, right before the game yesterday, you were named the MAC Offensive Player of the Week, and teammate Haley Towson was named the Defensive Player of the Week. Is it nice to get that kind of recognition, or is it just motivation to keep moving forward? 
Um, it's definitely good recognition, but I think that um, it just contributes to um, how hard we've been working throughout the week. And it is it's amazing recognition, but it just keeps pushing us to um, move forward and to keep doing what we're doing. You guys have had a lot of games that were really down to the wire this year and a lot of them in the early going that didn't necessarily go your way. It's safe to say, really, you've had one true elimination game, but you've really been playing elimination games for the better part of two weeks now. Is it nice to see those games start to go your way? Yeah, definitely. All the I don't want to say failures, but all the lessons that we've learned in the past definitely help us win these upcoming games that are the most important to us. And we've learned the lessons and one of the one of the main things that comes to mind is staying focused the entire 90 minutes or if it goes to overtime staying focused in that too every single play giving it our all looking ahead to this week you guys get to take on ohio at bowling green ohio is kind of a familiar opponent for you guys you played them just a couple weeks ago do you think playing them this time at a neutral site is going to make a difference and what's your preparation going into that game um our preparation is definitely just to look at our past game against them and i think off the bat we knew we kind of had a slow start so these past couple of games that we've been winning we've actually had a really good start and again we've been very consistent as a team so going into this game that's our mindset we're going to come out hard come out strong and consistency is in our favor right now so I think that's going to help us especially playing close to home as well too Chelsea when you're in goal how how nice is it to have your team like Sabrina just alluded to playing so well in front of you and knowing that they're in a way taking a lot of pressure off you yeah no it's definitely very nice to watch them all set up take charge I can sit back and kind of order them around a bit and just (laughs) relax take a take a load off and watch them play their game well, we certainly all like to order people around when we get the chance. <laughs> guys, give it to the listeners straight. I mean, you guys are clearly at a, at a new level of confidence right now. Is, is it now MAC championship or bust for you guys? Yes, definitely is. Make sure if you're listening and you can get down to Bowling Green that you take a trip down there and see the soccer team. They've just picked up, of course, their first win in the MAC tournament since 2013. Looking for more. And we'll be right back after this. <laughs> podcast we're joined now by a guest that we had earlier on the on the show earlier this season but now his team has just completed uh the mac cross-country championships it's head coach john goodridge coming off of yet another mac championship victory and coach give me your uh, your thoughts and emotions on on winning this championship i know it was a big one for you personally because for those that remember listening to coach earlier in the year uh, kind of a tough loss last year, but a group that's been working around the calendar to get back in into the gold medal uh, arena here. And, and that's certainly what they did this past weekend. Coach, what are your emotions coming out of the race? Well, it, it is right. It, uh, I've done this a long, a long time, as you know, uh, and uh, but it was emotional. And uh, so it's very, very happy that uh, uh the boys were able to bring bring the trophy back to back to Ypsilanti. Um, uh, these these kids last year, uh, you know, they, they came to Eastern uh, because of our tradition and and our uh, proven record of uh, winning lots of championships. Talk about your sophomore Andy Payne because I know that uh, the course presented some challenges this weekend. It's it's certainly hilly at points, but then you also had to battle. There was some snow and ice on the course in DeKalb, and it uh, 
was certainly not as as warm as maybe some of the runners would have liked, but your sophomore takes home a fourth place finish. He was the fastest sophomore in the field running at 25, 32. And uh, he certainly put together a, a great race. Uh, what did you see from him and, and what's, what's his development been like just uh, in his second year? Well, uh, development is, is something, uh, uh, it's why I keep working with these young men, uh, uh, trying to help them develop. And, uh, Andy is, is, is one of quite a few that, uh, has just had uh, very impressive development. Uh, Andy went from uh, 20th last year to fourth, uh, Vinnie Magnuson, our second was 47th last year and improved to seventh. Uh, Solomon Costa was 48th and improved to to 28th. Uh, Chris Devaney ended up our fifth man uh, uh, has just come a long ways uh, since last year. So uh, uh, again, very, very pleased and excited. And I know you're not one to even acknowledge your personal accolades, but again, this year you picked up the Mac Coach of the Year Award. When you look back, and you've had now only a couple of days, but I know uh, throughout the years you've won it as well. When you get to look back and and think about how many great coaches there are in this league, how many uh, great developers there there are, like you've talked about, but then you brought home yet another Coach of the Year award. And how special is that to you? Well. Athletes, uh, I've been very, very fortunate uh, ever since I've been here uh, to work with some outstanding young men, and uh, this group is uh, is one of them. Uh, they've been extremely respectful right through the recruiting process, uh, and uh, ever since they've been on campus, just super respectful, uh, super coachable, and uh, we have a lot of fun working hard, and uh, so it's a again a very, very rewarding uh, experience for me. Coach, we thank you for joining us. We, of course, congratulate you on yet another cross-country title, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing you guys moving forward and then right around the corner, the indoor season coming up soon. To the Eastern Insider Podcast, everybody. You've just heard from head men's track and field and cross-country coach John Goodrich, and now we're joined by head coach Sue Parks, who leads the women's program here at Eastern Michigan University and whose team just brought home her fifth straight MAC championship in cross-country coach. Five straight, uh, a lot more than that in your tenure. What does it mean to bring home yet another trophy? Well, it's really exciting. I mean, we didn't have the greatest uh, showing coming into this meet. We had a couple of uh, bad competitions and, um, you know, it's really to the girls credit that they um, did what they needed to do to bounce back and really have a great performance at Northern Illinois. Coach, I know that uh, the conditions were were not the easiest out there this week. I know some hills on that course, but also some snow and ice that was present in DeKalb, obviously not the, best conditions to be running in at all times, but your team really showed a lot of resilience and and did it against a team in Northern at their home course who really put on a strong showing. How, when, when the conditions are like that, what's the most important thing for battling those and, and how impressed were, were you with your team being able to do that? 
I think um, the team handled it really well. Um, obviously, with Northern being the home team and probably the favorite, um, you know, they had a huge advantage over us because they run on that course daily, weekly. And um, we didn't even get to run on the, the day before because of all the snow and ice. So we really had no knowledge of what the course was like besides just looking at it from afar. Um, so definitely they had the advantage, uh, but I, I give the girls credit again. Um, you know, they, they, we just went into it with the attitude. We're not going to let anything rattle us. Um, you know, we're just going to be patient in the race and let the first loop sort itself out and really try to be ready for that second loop when all the moves were made. And we knew the hill section was going to be tough at the end. And, um, you know, we, we gained a lot of ground in some areas, um, coming home. And so, um, it was just a great team performance. Um, you know, uh, it was the first time all season. I felt like we had five good races and we really put it together. Yeah, and you had three top 10 finishes in the event, including a second place finish by Natalie Sismas. I know someone who has has really kind of defined your cross country team in, in the last four years. She's now finished in the top 10 at the MAC races four straight years, uh, of course, winning it in 2018. But she'll again look to qualify for the NCAA uh, meet and just talk about how much she's meant to your program here and how impressed with her leadership you've been. Well, it's so tough to stay at a high level for four years straight. And that's exactly what she's done. Um, four times top 10 winning it last year. Uh, I think she had a teeny bit of disappointment that she wasn't able to win again this year, but obviously this one was for the team and, you know, she already had the individual championship in her pocket. So um, second place is still really good. Um, you know, the runner who beat her is a very strong runner, um, but Natalie's just a super hard worker. Um, she's somebody who came in, onto the team as a walk-on, um, really didn't have great high school accolades and, and just has worked hard for everything she's achieved here. And, uh, you know, she's just a good, um, a good person uh, to represent our program because it's just what we're about. You know, we, we're just workers. And, um, you know, she sets an example by how hard she works and how hard she competes. You've now won yet another Mac Coach of the Year award. And when you think about not only winning that award, but obviously now kind of following in the footsteps of the legacy that your that your dad left here, who is maybe the most decorated coach in Eastern Michigan history. How much does it mean to you to not only be able to be here at Eastern, but to then live up to that uh, kind of that expectation that the park's name holds? Well, I can only be myself. I mean, his yeah. record is probably unmatched. Um, you know, there's no way I'll ever win as many championships as he did. But, you know, I just want to try to do the best that I can. And I, I think we've gotten the program to a high level. And obviously, we want to keep it there. Um, it's never easy to win a championship. And this one was very, very tough. Um, you know, we went through a lot this season. We had a lot of obstacles and a lot of setbacks. But, you know, I think the girls know when it's time to compete, when it's time to get ready. And, um, and they really, they really brought it on Saturday. And so I'm really proud of them. I'm proud of the, where the program is at right now. And, um, you know, looking forward to seeing what we can do the rest of the season and, and in track. We'll get you out of here on this. And I asked, uh, JG, the same question. Have you had to, have you had to add an addition to your house to fit all the rings that you've brought in here at Eastern? Or does it ever get tiring, uh, to winning, winning these championships or is everyone special mm -hmm. in its own way? Everyone's special. And this one was really special. Um, you know, like I said, you know, when, when those tough ones 
are you really find out what you're made of as a coach and as a team. And, and we did this year. Um, so, you know, everyone is special in a different way and, and no, it never gets old. You know, we will always want to try to be at a very high level. We know that we can't probably win all the time, but whenever you can pull it off, it's, it's pretty incredible. Well, Coach, thanks so much for joining us here on the program. We'll look forward to seeing how everything finishes out. And then, of course, right back into it uh, on the winter slate and getting in on the indoor side of things. So we'll look forward to talking to you in the future. Until then, congrats again on a fantastic win. Thank you. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thank you, as always, to all of our guests and, most importantly, you, the listeners. We couldn't do it without you, and we're so excited to be able to bring you all things Eastern straight from the source every week. As always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcasts, including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week.